No additional shot nor powder. A compass that doesn't point north. And I half expected it to be made of wood. You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. Hello, welcome to the Cinematic Stories podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Olson, and this is the podcast where I talk to really cool people about their lives through their favorite movies. And I am super excited about this episode today, and I've got a really awesome guest with me. So let's go ahead and welcome Victor Moscone. Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So glad to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Well, yeah, Victor, it's awesome to have you here. And uh, I I know you well. You and I work together together. but um, any of my listeners that maybe don't know me, uh, would you be open to sharing a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, just some random different things. Um, I have a daughter who's just started high school, and that's a whole new realm. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, getting into the whole high school thing again and, you know, um, connecting in. But she's really doing well with it, um, and I'm getting back into it because I've been helping out with ASB and helping out with projects, too. So I'm kind of like reliving <laughs> it again. It's kind of fun. Um, I also um, just completed my PhD um, in psychology a few months ago, so that was a, a big step for me. And um, I'll be moving in probably about another, I don't know, six weeks or so um, to be yeah. closer to my daughter. So this way it'll be less commute for me. That'll be nicer. And uh, different things that I enjoy. I mean, I enjoy movies. I grew up watching movies, so this is like totally right up my alley. But it's also challenging because yeah. there's so many things that I connect with. Um, but one of the things I always enjoy about some of the movies is like types of characters, uh, ones that make you think, ones that have different twists and turns to who they are. Um, so one of my favorite characters is Loki from the Marvel Universe, oh, yeah. just because you know, comes out as bad guy, but really there's more to him if you really kind of like dig deeper into it and things like that. So yeah. there's, there's just different aspects of characters that I always like and, and enjoy. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, um, I'm, I love Loki as well. I think he is out of all the Marvel, like quote villains, he's definitely like one of the best, if not the best, I think that they've done. And, um, yeah, and season, as we record this season two of the show comes out, I think in a couple weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. That's that's a show that like my girlfriend and I we really like. She she likes all the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny actually when I, when I went through and showed her because she hadn't when we started dating she hadn't seen most nice. of the Marvel movies and so we went through and watched a lot of them. She like hated Loki in the first one because he was. I mean, she she under, you could understand where he's coming from, but it was like the way he manipulates Thor and that and kind of right. and twist things around for his benefit like just some of her own stuff in her own life she's like she'd experienced some of that stuff so she was like she's like oh why does thor like why does he keep trying to trust him and she did and then with the show though like i we really bonded over that show a lot and it's she's she's yeah we're both really excited for season two so yeah i know it was really great justin i, I like the fact that we were able to get a, a series out of it and go deeper and go in some new directions with the character too so yeah looking forward yeah, to that. that's cool and, uh, yeah. And so, congr- I mean, congratulations on your PhD as well. I, um, I know like we always call you doctor at work and so that's, that's been fun, but 
Um, that's a huge accomplishment though. So, um, well, cool. So yeah, you mentioned kind of like you, you enjoy movies where you feel like you can really connect with the character, kind of understand their journey. Are there certain like genres of film that you like most or are you open to all different types or? I am open to all different types. I, I, I enjoy comedies. I enjoy rom-coms, romance, action adventure, um, uh, sci-fi fantasy, horror, monster. Um, I, I, I just, there's so many great types of movies out there and so many ways of presenting them, whether it's story, whether it's the, you know, creativity and they're just, I just get into them. If it's got a good story, if it's entertaining, I'm there for it. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's, that's right up my alley as well. That type of stuff. So, um, just curious, this isn't on the, on the outline, but I was curious in your coaching work you do as a coach. Um, do you ever bring movies into that as like metaphors for your, your clients or things like that at all? Is that something you've done at all? There has been a few because some of the clients will mention something with a movie mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, okay. So we kind of like can start pulling stuff together with that. And there's been some where, um, let's see, one of the, one of them had mentioned something about a Star Trek movie. And so we were going back and forth with certain, certain, storyline and characters that were in it and i'm like oh this person definitely knows their their star trek stuff so we were able to use that in in our um discussion and um oh there was another one too and i can't remember what the movies were but yeah if i can see that there's an opportunity for it or they kind of tap into it because if they mention something then i i have no problem using it because it's it's a great way to you know, connect some of the resources and un- understanding of ideas and you know behaviors and actions that people can really relate to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Have you? Oh yeah. If is, is I mean, I, it's funny. Early in my career, so I was a therapist before coaching. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I maybe um, sometimes would like jump the gun a bit too much. Like so they'd be talking about something and remind me of like a certain movie, and I'd be like, "Oh, have you seen this movie?" And they'd just be like, "No, no." <laughs> Shoot. Like, I remember specifically it was Indiana Jones and the last crusade. Have you seen that one? Yes. Oh yeah. Like, the walk of faith as he yes. mm-hmm. has to take that step on the bridge. I remember like there was just, there was some struggle that I felt like related to that. And I was like, Oh, this would be great. And then they just were not a movie person. And so it was right. like, Oh shoot. But so now, I mean, I, I, that was like very early in my career and I've, I feel like I've got a lot better about like, you know, picking up people, like people's the cues and things like that. And if it comes mm-hmm. up then, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, just recently, so I, it's funny. I had actually just watched the movie Arrival. Um, have you seen that one with yes. Adams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my all time favorites. And, a, a client of mine that I was chatting with, um, he kind of was talking about, I, I don't even remember how it came up. I just, he loves sci-fi movies and he's like, Oh, yeah, one of my favorites is Arrival. And so that be kind of, there's just a lot of things within that film that we mm-hmm. ended up relating and multiple times we've gone back to, you know, sometimes he'll bring it up and sometimes I'll bring it up, but it's been really cool to like have that connection and help progress through like some of those, those, the lessons and and examples in that film. So very cool. But yeah, when I make those connections, like one of my favorite, cause that's like a merge of my two favorite things. So, (laughs) but, uh, well, cool. Well, let's, um, jump into the main questions here. So I know I've set you that outline. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so let's go. The first one is, What's one of the most meaningful films to you and, and what about it is meaningful for you? Um, 
so I I will definitely say it's A Knight's Tale. Oh, nice. That's a good one. I love that movie. <laughs> and and it's really the reason why it's meaningful is the the core of the movie is that you can change your stars as it says in the movie. It's like you get to determine your own, you know, journey, course, destination, and it's not determined by anybody else. And no matter what anybody else says or how society views you, it's like you still get to determine what you want out of your life. And yeah. that's always resonated with me since, you know, seeing that movie, it was like, Oh yeah, that's definitely where I want to be and what I want to do and, and how that connects with me. So yeah, that one yeah, was always hit. That's a good one. That, um, wouldn't that come out like 2000? I think so. Yeah. That's crazy. It's been that long, but I know. <laughs> I think that's the first movie I can remember. I think first movie I, I remember seeing Heath Ledger in mm-hmm. and then also Paul Bettany. Those were like, right. I think the first time I was introduced to them. And I remember I was, uh, I think I was like in sixth grade when that came out. So, and I remember the, uh, this, the music had like some contemporary music in it. Yes. And that threw me off because I'm like, wait, this is supposed to be like a medieval, like older movie that this is, but, but now I think it, that's like one of the, I think one of the like charming things about that movie is like mm-hmm. that bringing in that contemporary type stuff in like a medieval type film. Cause I don't think they've ever done something like that at that point. So. No, I don't think they had either. But what, and what I liked about that too, is that even though yes, there is a lot of historical aspects to it and some of it's very accurate too, just on what was going on at the time. Um, I think by having that music, it helped you to really just kind of connect to the story more as opposed to feeling like, oh, this is history and you're trying to judge it on that. It was able to kind of erase that part and you just were able to kind of just enjoy it for the story and really kind of get into the characters. Um, When I was teaching several years ago, um, because I would teach seventh grade middle middle ages or medieval history, and I ended up using this movie for several years as a movie that we would watch and we would discuss, we would break it down as to what's accurate, what's not accurate, why would they do it, why not, you know, and different things with it. And it was just, it was fun to do. And it yeah. was fun to have the kids get into it. And they were able to really relate more to what was going on and understand what was happening at the time and why. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, uh, that's, uh, so did you teach history then? Like, I did. Okay. Yeah. That's actually what I wanted to do. A long time ago and never didn't end up going that route but that's that's cool so um well, awesome well anything else with the night's tale you wanted to share or is that um i thought about getting a tattoo of something saying you know um i can change my stars or, or something of that effect but i haven't decided yet yeah nice <laughs> that'd be awesome well that's cool um okay so the next one next question is what is your family movie and what memories you have watching this. And this, like I said, this can be a movie that it's like you and your family grew up or it's you and your daughter. You guys, you watched with her a lot and you bonded over it or however, just really however you want to answer it. It's, it's pretty open-ended. So, um, It was funny because when I read that, the first thing that came up was when I was a kid. And I was like, okay, wait, wait, what about my, my daughter? And with my daughter, I thought, you know, I don't know if we actually have a specific movie yet. There's a lot of different things we bounce through and things that we enjoy or it's almost like genres in a way or, or styles of movie. It's like whenever Marvel movies come up, she's totally right there. She wants to watch them. She enjoys watching them. Yeah. Um, same thing with other kind of movies that have like fantasy elements or even sci-fi elements. It's like those are things that we definitely want to see and we see together. So I think for us, it's been more of broader scope of styles of movies. Um, but when I was a kid, for me, um, I remember easily singing in the rain. 
was oh, something that I would watch often because my mom enjoyed it. And whenever it would come on and then later on when we would, you know, bought it for ourselves, we would just put it on at different points and watch it and listen to the music and sing to it and watch the dance routines and laugh, you know, through all the different aspects. So it was something that I remember very vividly. That's cool. Yeah. Is that something that like, you said you with your mom, you watched it? Mm -hmm. Is that like something that like, I mean, if you were to turn a movie on with her or something, would that be one that you guys would pick or like still bond over you think now even? Or Oh yeah, definitely. Just cause she's always loved more of the older classic movies. Um, yeah. and so it's even now it's like, she'll tell me that, Oh, you know, have she happened to just see it on TV recently, you know, and, mm -hmm. or just was on one of the streaming channels that she happened to was like, well, she was looking for something. She was like, Oh, I'm going to put this one on because it's one that she just can sit, watch and enjoy. And it's like, just it's just that thing yeah nice that's cool yeah that's uh that that is a really good movie i didn't i i remember seeing parts of it as a kid like but i don't know i totally like ever sat through it but as an adult in college i took a film history class and mm -hmm. there was like we had every couple i think every week we had to watch a different movie and do mm -hmm. something. anyway and there was like it was always from the list and it was on a list and I picked it. I remember just like being blown away by how good it was and how much I enjoyed it. And like, I, I'm, I wasn't really a big musical person really until like, I remember watching that movie. I was like, maybe like 22 at the time. And now like, I love musicals. Like they're, I, I, it's one of the things where they're not always on my radar, but like when I see, like whenever I watch one, I'm always just like, I get really into it and then I want to watch more and like, like the, yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw the Steven Spielberg's, he did the West Side Story like remake a couple years ago. I have not seen the remake, no. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't even, I've never seen the original. I never yeah. really like, I had no attachment to that story, but I loved his take on it and got really into it anyway. So yeah, seeing in the rain though, it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's a, that's a great one. But, um, is there, do you and your daughter have any favorites from the MCU? Like any of the favorite Marvel things? Uh, or? She loves the first Thor movie. Um, she'll definitely watch the first Avengers movie. I think she likes some of them because sometimes it's like that origin. You get the beginning of the story and everything and, and all the characters kind of really come together that she really enjoys. Um, so those two are definitely ones that will bounce back. In fact, we'll, we'll review, uh, we'll rewatch. We've got, we've actually, we have, we rewatched Thor. I don't know how many times because there's been times where she's just like, like on a weekend, like she's just in the mood to watch a movie and she'll pick that one. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> We're watching it again. Cool. So I'm good with that. Yeah. That's fun. Were there any movies when she was little that she rewatched a lot? Cause my kids are younger. So my son, especially is kind of in that phase where he's, um, pick any of the Disney movies, easily yeah. the little mermaid. Um, definitely from that one, uh, lion King would have been one we would have watched often. Um, she likes some of the Toy Story, like first two Toy Stories we would watch often. Yeah. Um, trying to think of a couple of the other ones. Hercules. Oh, Hercules. I love Hercules. Yeah. It's, it's that sassiness and, okay. and just that, that banter all the way through. And she, that's part of who she is now anyway. Yeah. So I think she just connected to that early on. Yeah. That's funny. And, it's interesting because even in the first Thor movie, because I feel like Thor as a character got funnier as he went along in the MCU. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. but like, I feel like the first one, his humor is underrated. It's not as like big as it, as it is in like 
Ragnarok and stuff, but like his, I don't know, like when he's on Earth and he's like, "What is this drink?" Another and like throws it down, like stuff yeah. like that. That humor, I, I, I really like that stuff from the first one. So that's that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so going to this next question. So first off, are you a crier? Do you cry in movies very much at all? Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. I think. I mean, I feel like I movies have they've always kind of been like my safe spot like even as a kid when i thought it wasn't okay to cry i feel like movies that that was like a safe uh-huh. place for me you know anyway so but um sorry i was getting a call and i made trying to make sure it declined so it didn't ring really loud um what is a movie you feel like you cried the most in or you cried a lot in? yeah i saw this question i'm like i i don't know because my first thought was I cry in a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to think about it. I'm like, okay, well, what's one that anytime I would watch it, it would just make me cry. And so the one that hit me with that was the movie, the holiday. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's just a, a, it's a good rom-com, the characters and it's like just the emotions. Um, um, oh, what's the name? What's his, what's the actor? Jude Law. Yeah. Jude Law. Wow. No, his character says he's just a weeper. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. I totally get, you know, it's like that emotion just hits, you know, for those. Um, and I was thinking, okay, well, is there any recent movie? And I thought, well, yeah, Gardens of the Galaxy 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. It was like, it was just, I had tears throughout, just, you know, things with Rocket and the other characters and what else was happening. I'm like, yeah, that was really an emotional movie, just on different levels. And it just, yeah, it was like hitting all the way through. Yeah. No, that's Guardians 3. That got me too. That, like, you know, quick spoiler alert. Anyone hasn't seen it. The scene when, uh, like the flashback scene when his friends die mm-hmm. and he's just like wailing. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like it just, it felt so like real too. And it's a raccoon, oh, yeah. but it felt like the, the emotion behind it was so real. And it was like, I was just like, wow, this is, uh, this is intense. And my, like, I was thinking, cause my kids have watched, some they I don't know if they've sat through the first two movies fully because they're still like little, but they've seen parts of it. And uh, when I remember when it came on Disney Plus, they were like, "The third Guardians 3. and I was like, "Yeah, I'd probably wait a little bit because like that at least that scene like I." Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, "Let's just wait a little bit because you guys they all love Rocket too." So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So did my daughter, and when we we went to the theaters to see it, and she's like. Is he gonna die too? And she's like all getting like choked up and emotional, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, okay, we're still in the middle of the movie. Let's keep watching yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it's kinda like, it's gonna be okay, let's just keep going. She's <laughs> like, well, <laughs> And they they tease it too, like the whole movie that he's gonna die at the end. Yes. You know, and like and then there's that scene where they're trying to save like they finally get all the stuff they need and he's like about he's like in like that spiritual world or whatever, like about yep. to you think he's going to go on to the next life or whatever. Yeah. Like that scene too was really emotional. And that's just made it, made it, they kept just amping it up another level. There was like another level of emotion and tragedy and sadness. And you kept thinking, Oh, this is going to be it. Oh, okay. It's not okay. So then the next one hits and you get emotional again with it. And you're like, Oh no, this is the one that's going to be it. And it's like, yeah. no, it doesn't you're like, Oh my God, this is just kind of racking on me. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, that was a tearjerker for me too. So, um, I'm glad you mentioned the holiday though. That is a movie. My girlfriend actually, she, so she introduced me to that one. We watched it a couple years ago and 
yeah, that's just like a really, it's like a, I can't think of the word, like nice. It's just like a nice, charming, fun, enjoyable movie. I don't know. That's like how I felt watching yeah. it, but it's, yeah, it's good. So, um, okay. So next question is what's the first movie you ever remember watching and whether that's in the movie theater or at home, like what, what, what would you say for that? All right, so I got I have two answers for this. The first one that I can remember watching at home, and this is just based on the movie being at home and kind of getting that whole like environment setting would have been The Wizard of Oz. I remember seeing that on TV and just even being you know younger at that point, and just the visuals of everything that was going on and seeing what was happening and just being totally enthralled with the movie. Um, when it comes to a movie theater. The first one that I can remember, and I know I had seen other movies before this, but the first one that I can remember and really just, I could picture the whole movie theater was, um, Star Wars. Oh, nice. The original one? The first one? Yeah, the first one. Okay. Um, because I could just, I remember sitting and watching it, but I remember the size of the theater where I was sitting, you know, as best in my mind and just the whole visual presence of everything at the time. And that really just has always like stayed with me because of just the power of the movie as well. Yeah. So those would be the two. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, so I grew up with like the watching the original trilogy at home, the star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then when I was a kid, they released a special, I was pretty young still when they special editions came out when they like re-released them in theaters and even like seeing it home and then seeing it in the theater was still so memorable, like just that experience, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, okay. So what's been a film that's been a source for you of comfort during like a difficult time in your life? See, this is such a difficult question because for me, it often comes down to what am I going through at the time? What's my mood? What mood do I want to be in? And I've never had, just one particular movie. And I know there are some people who have, this is a movie I put on every single time, no matter what. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. But there's times where I'll put on this movie because it's a favorite and a third of the way. And I'm like, yeah, I got to stop this movie and put something else on. Cause yeah. it's just not doing what I want. So I literally wrote down a variety of movies. So I'm just going yeah, to, um, so one is, um, real genius with Val Kilmer. It's an old comedy. Okay. Um, empire strikes back. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, The Holiday, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Thor, The Avengers, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a great list. Um, I feel like I am similar in that same sense. It's like, I don't know if I have just one specific movie per se, but it's like, depends on what I'm going through. I feel like for me, if it's, um, like I remember, so when I was, uh, going through like, like, well, when COVID was happening and I, that's how I was, I was first going through my divorce and separation and things. I, I rewatched a lot of the MCU because it just was like, mm-hmm. it just was, I I've seen them all, you know, a handful of times. It was just really comforting for me to like yep. watch those. So yeah, I, I totally get it. It's just kind of depends. And then like, sometimes I'll turn something on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if this is working, but uh, um, I'm curious though, like, I like that you mentioned, uh, well, first off, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So like Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, those are like, you know, the two quote darker of the Star Wars movies, especially Revenge of the Sith. Is that, I'm curious, like maybe even more so with Revenge of the Sith, what, what, what about that movie has felt comforting for you during maybe like a hard time? 
Um, I think it's because you get deeper into the characters. It's not just like, you know, skipping over with action and adventure. There's more character depth. And sometimes that's just comforting where I, I get, I'm getting something more out of what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, cause whatever else I'm going through at that time, feeling that there's just something light, you know, sometimes just isn't doing it for me. So getting in that more interaction, that deeper character, the, the reasoning of what's going on really kind of becomes this comfort for me. Mm-hmm. I guess it's probably that feeling like somebody else is going through a rough time too. And so I'm not yeah. the only one. I'm not the only one doing something sh- or going through something shitty right now. This person. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. I no, I, I, I feel you on that. I hear you on that too. And it's funny. Revenge of the Sith. It's, it's a movie that like, you know, like it, I don't think it's necessarily my favorite star Wars movie. That's probably Empire Strikes Back. But like, mm-hmm. if I was to like, if I'm like, I'm in the mood to watch star Wars, like what star Wars movie am I going to put on? Like if I just want to, want to just watch one of them right it's usually revenge of the sith and i think a lot of it is some of the things you said is that it's just like this really like it's a heavy movie there's some like Mm -hmm. really heavy things in it but it's also like it uh yeah you kind of can relate to some of the vulnerability that the characters are going through also i think it's got like just some of the best lightsaber action in all the stars movies and like there's like every 10 20 minutes you're you're gonna get like a cool lightsaber battle so it's like yeah, win, but great visuals no matter what. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, also, I like that you mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that would you just pick the first one, or you do you like the sequels as well? Like, um, no, I like the sequels as well. So the first one, the third one definitely would be another one at World's End. Is mm-hmm. it's an easy one for me to just pop on and the comfort. And again, for that one there, it's a lot of just the different settings and the character interactions and where the story is flowing just it's enjoyable um and then uh, probably the last one um which i can't remember the title of it now oh uh dead man's chest no 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 Uh, dead man tell no tells okay that one yeah um that one would be one too just a, a where the story goes and you get to see the connections between Barbosa and um, Jack Sparrow. It's, I just find that just enjoyable watching. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, I enjoy the sequels too. I know like a lot of people don't as much, but um, even just like a month ago, I, I, um, I was like going, I was having like really bad migraines and like, I, I even missed some work because of it. And I actually rewatched the first three. Cause those are, yeah, they're just mm-hmm. like very much comfort yeah. movies for me. And like, I, I feel like I probably will watch those almost at least like once a year. I just get the like itch. I'm like, oh, I need to watch Pirates. And, <laughs> and I've been showing them to my kids too. Like we've been watching parts of it and mm-hmm. uh, it's been so fun. Cause like my son, he's always really, so he's, today's actually his birthday. He just turned four. He's um, really into like spooky stuff. Like he likes mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. And so like the, the ghost pirates in the first one, like he, he loves that. Like the scene when Elizabeth first sees them, like in the moonlight and Barbosa, you see that transformation happen, which I remember like when I saw that, that just like blew my mind. And, uh, he, yeah, he loves that scene. He'll just like ask to like put that part on sometimes. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but, um, well, cool. Well, what's, what's a movie that's made you laugh the most or one of the funniest movies for you? Um, so I got three that came up, came to mind. One was Christmas vacation and, I would just enjoy watching that basically every holiday. Yeah. Just for the banter, for the interaction, for just off the wall stuff. 
Um, and then two others are Mel Brooks ones that I never saw originally, but over time when I would ended up watching them, they'd become favorites where I can put those on and they can be also comfort movies, but mm-hmm. I can also just, it's a total escape where I can just laugh the whole time. And one is history of the world. Okay. And the other is young Frankenstein. Oh, cool. Didn't they just do a second history of the world? Or- yeah. Supposedly it's on like, uh, I think it was a series on Hulu. I haven't oh, had a chance to see it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So Mel Brooks, he did Spaceballs as well, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I, Men in tights. What was that? Men in tights. Just oh, yes. like Robin Hood spoof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. I, yeah. And then Spaceballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay. So this question is a little bit different from what we talked about just with the comforting one, but it's, what's the movie that's been difficult for you to get through? And like, what about that was challenging? So whether that's like, Maybe it just like hit too close to home or it was like brought up maybe something in your own life that's a struggle or, or maybe you were just like, this movie sucks and I don't want to keep watching it. It could, you know, you can open, you can answer that a variety of ways. So. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. This movie sucks. and I don't want to keep watching it. Oh, wow. I've had yeah, people answer see, that way before. I, so I know there's I, been several movies like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I just kind of like shoved them out afterwards going, I don't even want to remember anything about that movie. Yeah. Um, okay. I can say that I cannot watch horror slasher, um, like over the top violent movies like that mm-hmm. where, where they're, they're doing such like, damage to other people like like the saw movies for instance i can't watch those yeah i mean i can't watch those at all um because i've known a situation similar to that of that type of a torture thing where i'm like that just it's not entertaining to me yeah i'm like I, it's to me it's like okay i've known real life situations so i can't sit and watch something entertaining like that and go okay this is cool or even intense i'm like you know what that's not even i'm not even gonna go there um, something like Silence of the Lambs, though, that was definitely uncomfortable at points mm-hmm. because of the intensity of what was going on and, and what was happening to the victims. But I could watch it because of the intrigue of the characters and how they were going to catch them, what they were going to do, what the full story was about. So it kind of depends on really is there more depth to the story, I guess, for me, yeah. as opposed to just for the sake of the gruesome visuals. Right. Yeah, no, that, that, I, I hear you on that. I'm not a big, like, body mutilating slasher type stuff either, you know? Yeah. If there's a story to it, then maybe I can, like, yeah, I can maybe get behind a little bit more, but, or, but, uh, I mean, horror is, is a genre for me that I, um, I feel like I, it's probably like the, the one I watch the least. And I, I do like a good horror movie. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. like, um, I didn't grow up watching it a lot. And then like, I don't know. I, but like, you know, I remember when I watched the first, the conjuring movie, I don't know if you've seen any of those. Oh, uh, one of them. Yeah. I saw the first one and I remember I really liked that one because I feel like the story was really strong. It was, and it was almost like about a family, like overcoming this is, at least I remember it's been years. So if anyone's listening, can correct me, but like overcoming like just their own trauma and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was like really kind of inspiring, but, but Yeah. Like saws, I've I've actually never seen any of them just because I'm just like, yeah, nope, that doesn't nope. seem like something I'd, <laughs> I'd like. So I'm okay with that. It's okay. I'm totally fine. Yeah. But 
Oh, cool. Well, so moving into a different category then. So what's, what's like one of the most inspiring films you've ever seen? That was, this is a tough one. And I actually had to reach back because I'm thinking, God, what, what would have been something very, really inspiring that really still resonates with me? Um, and the only thing I could think of was when I was a kid and I watched a movie called The Right Stuff, which was about the Mercury 7 astronauts. Um, I think it was like two and a half hours, three hours long or something like that. Um, but it, to me at that point, it was super inspiring. Just everything that you'd see them go through, the bonding that the astronauts had, what they were trying to strive for. And even at that point, it was like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> I yeah. would totally do that. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, it, that way, that was something that kind of was very inspiring for me. Um, now, I don't know. I'm sure there are certain ones, but I'm not seeing them in the same light. So it would have to be kind of me reflecting back on movies and picking out what was inspiring about them or how did it relate directly to me in that way. Yeah. Are there, are there movies that like maybe, I guess, cause there's, a, I feel like inspiring is a broad, there's a lot you, maybe you could take with that, but like mm-hmm. make you want to feel like you want to be a better person or maybe they just like, there was something that the characters were going through that like you connected with and then, you could reflect it back to your own life, I guess, or something like that. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, yeah no, no, it makes total sense. Um, you know, just kind of thinking that I guess one of the first things that popped into my head would have been the Barbie movie, you know, oh, okay. just in the essence of, you know, again, being able to overcome a lot of stigma and bias and being able to actually forge, you know, a, a life and journey that you want. Um, and, you know, in the line of work that you and I do, um, we are, you know, working with people often and women definitely that are not experiencing that, but want to. And it's that thing of desire of like, how can I help support others to do that too? Yeah. At the same time, being able to do so as well for my, you know, for myself. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that last thing you said is very true because it's like, if we're not doing it ourselves. It's a lot harder to do it <laughs> for help other mm-hmm. people, but <laughs> at least be really effective at it. I think you could true. do it, but yeah. But yeah, Barbie movie was great. Like that was a movie that like my girlfriend and I, we saw and I feel like just for like a couple of days after we just kept talking about different things and mm-hmm. like even the whole like existential crisis she goes through of like she goes out into like the real world and wants to like, you know, help and, and, and change and grow. And then she comes back and, and Ken just like screwed everything up and she's just like, and she just wants to give up and she's like, wants to quit and there's like yeah. a and there's a line that i can't remember exactly what it is but it's the uh what's the i can't remember the character or the actress's name in it but the the mom and the character the from the mom from the real world right um she's just like that's what life is it's just change mm-hmm. like, and it's it's like it was like so simple but i was like wow that's pretty yep that's pretty deep and profound but and that whole aspect of it too there was like so much relatable in that movie so oh yeah definitely but, and and you know, even with all that, it's like, you're right though, you get into whatever's going on in your life and it can become very overwhelming and just exhausting where you don't want to move on any further. You figure, what's the point? And you really have to kind of step back and, and see the big picture and realize what are you doing it for? What's, you know, what do you want to achieve? And see that these are challenges, but they don't have to be roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of like, like you said, like what we do it 
in our in our in our in our work is like we meet people at they're at those spots and i'm i mean i'm at those spots a lot in life too i mean like oh, cool. it's, it's it's even recently i've had moments like that and it's just mm-hmm. you have to like like you said have that perspective and it's hard to do though but i i to me i always like i i love seeing characters go through that because it is it's just reflecting back on like my own like, life experiences and and i you know if you would have told me like when i was a kid like a barbie movie would have given me some sort of perspective like that i would have been like yeah yeah right barbie you know <laughs> so even though admittedly I did play Barbies with my sister, but uh, I tried to act like I didn't like Barbie as a kid, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, I played them with my sister. She had some, and it was like, you know, the older brother, it was like, come on, you got to play with me. You be this person, you do this. It's like, all yeah. right. <laughs> well, it's so funny too. Cause in the movie, like, cause Ken, I remember like really wanting her to get a Ken like doll or whatever, because she did, yeah, like, she'd just have the Barbies, and I'd be like, and she's like, ah, eh, Ken's all right. And I just felt like that was very much, like, what the movie's Ken's whole arc was about, was just, yes. like, yeah, Ken's, Ken's fine. He's here, but there's not much to yeah. it, you know. <laughs> so. Is that the focus? Go over there. Yeah. Um, well, it's not a movie, but the animated TV series, I think it's, like, Barbie and the Dreamhouse or something like that, or Adventures mm-hmm. in the Dreamhouse, um, which probably came out, I don't know five, seven years ago, something like that. Um, that was something that my daughter and I would watch all the time because oh. it was very snarky, sassy, but at the same time would have these little messages and we would watch it. And even my daughter would kind of break it down with the characters going, you know, it's like, there's no reason for that kind of an attitude or that's the reason why it happened because of that attitude. I'm like, oh, well, look at you just kind of picking up on things with human behavior and actions. And, you know, there'd be little life lessons and sometimes it was just pure funny too. But, you know, the two of us would watch it and just laugh and enjoy. So it was like yeah. to see things that kind of connected with the, the movie. I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's it's cool to do that with your kids, too. Like, I feel like I've been trying to do that with my kids. And sometimes, like, like they'll be more receptive. Other times they won't. But, like, uh, have you ever heard of the show Bluey or seen that? Yes. Disney? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. It's But it's like a little cartoon about family of dogs basically in australia but they there was a whole episode and they're like eight minute episodes they're really short but oh, wow. a lot. there was one about one of the it's like their aunt the kid's aunt like she hadn't been around for a couple years and she comes to visit but it's like it's like kind of triggering for her because she can't have her own kids oh, and wow. they don't they don't ever straight up say like she can't have children but it's, it's yeah. very much implied and my kids are like why is she so sad and blah 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 and i was like well it's and like so afterwards we were able to like talk about it. like well the yeah her aunt couldn't have kids and that some some people can that's really sad and and um so my kids are actually adopted and so like that was we we, we talked about it a lot and it was like you know yeah like even like because their mom couldn't have kids and so like that was kind of a thing that we could talk about and relate to and anyway it's it's cool to like when you can do that with yeah movies oh yeah movies, so also, sometimes it helps me justify watching more TV with them because sometimes I'm like, oh, we watch too much TV. But then <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to talk about the life lessons after. <laughs> when you get those little moments, those little life lessons, that yeah, makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's funny. There's actually this Spider-Man cartoon on Disney+. Plus. My son's obsessed with Spider-Man. And, and he, like, helps the Hulk. Spider-Man helps Hulk, like, with his anger because by, like, he has – he's, like – Hulk, when you get angry, he's like, take a deep breath and then count to five. 
No way. Yeah. And so that's like my son's thing that we do all the time. Now I'm like, okay, remember what does Spidey tell Hulk? Like, let's count to five. And sometimes he gets really frustrated and doesn't want to do it. Other times he'll be like, could go like just do quick deep breaths and like, but it, it's, it's really helpful. And it's like great for for me to be like, Hey, remember what Spidey said and not, there's not yeah. saying it. It's right. Right. Oh, totally. No, that works really well. Yeah. So that's cool that you guys could do that with the Barbie show. Yep. Um, all right. So what would you, what is one of your favorite movie quotes? Yeah. See again, I'm like, I'm really bad at this one. It's only pick one thing. So I was coming up with, um, and I'm going to get some of these wrong, like in the actual wording. Um, but you know, with the, um, a night's tale, you know, one of the quotes was about changing my, changing the stars or changing my stars. And that's just the small portion of it. I have to go back and kind of go through the big thing. Um, you know, with, with the holiday, Something that always clicks in is just, you know, whenever I see an emotional movie, it's like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm a major weeper, you know, and I can just see him saying it too. Um, um, Indiana Jones, it's probably from the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm just making this up as I go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a great one, yeah. Star Wars, just the continual, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs> That'll happen just in my own head no matter what is going on in my life, this yeah. something that's going, not going well, and that'll pop into my own head and I can hear it in a variety of different voices. Yeah. So one of my new favorite Star Wars quotes is from The Last Jedi, which I know that's a controversial Star Wars movie, but yeah. I like it, but I know yeah. it's controversial. Anyways, Luke says to Ray, like, cause she's like, no, I know, I know Kylo Ren's going to turn and whatever. And he's just like, this is not going to go the way you think. And I mean, so many times in my life, I can't tell you, I've been like, no, I feel confident in this thing. It's going to go this way, blah, blah, blah. And then it just does not go. And there's, there's like, there's some, there's like a resemblance of what I thought was going to happen. Like it does happen, but just mm -hmm. not in the way I ever imagined it. <laughs> right. And that is just, that line is something that like my girlfriend, I always say a lot. Like I, when we're like trying to figure things out and plan and we're like, remember what Luke said, it's not going to go the way. So. Anyways, sorry, go on though. No, no, that's good. That's good. Um, so then from the movie, the history of the world, um, part one, um, it, there's a line in it when Mel Brooks is, um, King Louis the 14th, I think. And he says, it's good to be the king. And I think about that at different points when things are going well, <laughs> when things are yeah. actually moving the way I want them to, um, which doesn't happen often, but that'll pop in and I'll even say it out loud to myself. I'm like, it's good to be the king. Just knowing that, you know, things are finally working the way I need them to. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. There's, it, it reminds me of a line from the first Black Panther movie. Um, mm -hmm. When T'Challa goes like underneath like the, I can't remember what they call it, but basically he's like on mushrooms almost kind of like thing. <laughs> he oh, goes right. underneath right. the, huh? he takes the herb and he goes like, has like a vision and his dad's there. Yes. And, and he like kneels to his dad and his dad's like, he's just like, He's like, you are a king, stand up. Mm -hmm. and I just, that, like, even just thinking about it, I get, like, almost choked up thinking, because it's just, like, really powerful. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like that's the way we should be talking to ourselves. Oh, yeah. And, like, like that's how we should treat each other as well. But, like, even just that internal dialogue of, like, you know, because this is, you can interpret that dream however you want. But to me, it's like, this is happening in his head, whether it's right. real or not. But that, it's real to him, and that's what he needed to hear. 
you know, yes. so I just, yeah, that I like that. That's, I like your quote too. That's cool. <laughs> well, and you know, with, with the black Panther, it's like, he definitely, even when he was the King at that point, he didn't see himself as one, you know, right. it was more like, yeah, this is a job that I'm doing, but it really wasn't the position and the person that who he, who he was. And so even in that dream sequence, you know, he sees his dad and he's automatically going, well, no, he's the King. Right. And it was like, he had to get through that to, for himself to realize that, you know, yeah, his dad was, but he is now, and he's got to take that role and and really embrace it for himself and and see it for who he is, not just as as a job. And yeah, you're right because we don't do that enough for ourselves at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, what was there any other ones? I feel like I interrupted you with that. Um. Oh, just one from Paris of the Caribbean. There are times where I'll hear it from other people in situations. And it'll also connect in with me when people will say things and they're talking about stuff and it might be related to me and where they don't really know me, but they know me. And I'm like, so it's that thought, that statement of like, oh, but you have heard of me or you do, you have heard me, you know, it's like, oh, okay, good. So it's like, you may not, you know, even when in the quote, it's like, you know, you are the worst pirate I've ever heard of because, but you have heard of me. Yeah. So it's like, there's still a connection. There's still something there. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. That's awesome. That. I think that um, that movie and that quote especially is just like it's it's there's so many great quotes in that like yes and just rewatching it um, recently it's like the one of my favorites is when um, he's they uh, they're stealing he and Will are stealing uh, Jack Sparrow and Will are stealing that the ship and they like they basically trip they trick the whole navy they swing over to the other one and he's like sailing mm-hmm. away and uh, I think. Uh, the Commodore is like, he has to be the worst pirate ever or something like that. And then they like, then that's when he like, you see them swing over and steal the other ship. Yep. And then the guy's like, do you think he like, he's just, wait, no, that's in the third one when he says it. Sorry, I'm getting them mixed up, but that, that whole sequence is great. But I think it's in the third one where the guy is like, cause he does something similar in the third one where he, but he ends up blowing off like the, one of the, I don't, I, I can't oh, think the of the name. Yeah, the mass of the sails. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm totally butchering this, but it's all good. Anyway, and then he's like, "Do you think he's plans this all along, or just makes it up as he goes?" And I love the ambiguity of that because you don't really ever fully know with Jack. No, Taylor. like is is he was it just all coincidence and luck, right. or was it like no, he could totally see it and put it all together? It's like, huh, all right, whichever works, that's yeah. good. So I, I I love that that about the character and like the movies, but yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, and you're right though. There are so many just quotes and one-liners that you could easily pull from any of the movies. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah, it's such a it's crazy too because that that movie I think it's twenty is it, it's twenty fifth anniversary this year. Really? Or twentieth anniversary? Wait, wow. Oh, it's twenty years. Twenty years ago, it came out two thousand three. Yeah. Wow. Twenty That's years. So yeah. Wild. I, I, yeah, it blows my mind. That's. Um, partly why like I decided to start showing my kids because I was I saw something about that like on social media and I was like, oh, I tend to introduce my kids to pirates. So, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, okay, all right. So last question. So, um, once again, this is kind of like there's different ways people will answer this, mm-hmm. and um, but uh, if so, it's if you had one film, if you could give out one film as a gift to like every new person you meet for the rest of your life. What would that be? It would be the Knight's Tale. Okay, nice. <laughs> it, it's it it encompasses so much. Um, where it's not a traditional movie, 
you know, so again, you know, it's like, yes, it's got historical connections, but music soundtrack wise, as we were talking, it's not going to have that traditional vibe. So it's going to throw something different at, at you to already connect and realize, oh, you have to have an open mind to, to seeing this. You can't just go, oh, well, this is, you know, how it is or how it's going to go. Um, at the same time, the acting is really done well. The characters are really good. The storyline, you know, there's a lot to the storyline and, and what's going on. So you can really connect in with the characters, plus the ideals of being able to chart your own course and, and define your own destiny. Just to me, there's, and along with the humor, you can, you know, so it can be a feel-good movie and you get to feel good about yourself at the same time and take a lot from it. Mm-hmm. And it's one I think I would probably just be the easiest one for me to give because there's so much to it for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. I love, I love, see, this is this type of stuff I love learning about people. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, cause it's like, that's how my brain works is like, I, in movies, it's like, I, I remember, I remember life events based off like what movies came out around that time or mm-hmm. what movies I was watching and stuff. So like, if you were to be like, what's going on in 2012, I'd be like, well, the Avengers came out that year, a dark Knight rises. Cause those were like the big movies that I was excited for. And anyway, so that's like, good yeah anyway so now like i'll i'll always associate night's tale with you i hope that's okay mm-hmm. but that's <laughs> um also, what would be a movie what would be a movie that you would give um so yeah this is so i did a full episode on the first one so i actually answered the last jedi star wars the last jedi Ooh. because for me one is i love star wars i star wars right. is like the most for me it's the most important and sentimental film franchise ever made like mm-hmm. it's just how i i was came out of the womb a star wars fan because my older i have three older brothers that like you know i was born in the late 80s and they were all earlier in 80s and it's so, like we just grew up with star wars and but the, the reason why the last jedi is like so significant to me is because i love the arc that luke goes on in that movie like you see this like character that's supposed to be this grand heroic person go through this like almost like tragic thing where he's at his lowest he's ever been and it's at like the end of his life and that's sometimes you don't think people you think by the end of your life you have it figured out and you're not going to be like at these depths but like sometimes Mm -hmm. life just sucks and you get really sucked into that and the and there's that moment with him and yoda where Yoda's like the greatest teacher failure is and it's like the thing that you know it's like a moment for him to kind of turn turn things around and he ends on a very heroic note by like sacrificing himself to save his friends and his you know and his sister and like that and i just it's very beautiful to me and i think to me like that represents a lot of my own life journeys like i i feel like i've experienced a lot of failures and i've been to spots in my life where i felt like luke where he was at and had to like figure out how to keep moving forward Mm -hmm. but then um doing it in a way that like sticks to your values and who you are and uh anyway so yeah all wrapped up in a Star Wars movie that has fun, exciting action scenes and oh, totally. And then to throw in like I love Ray and Kylo Ren's whole dynamic in that movie too. I think it's like so fascinating and like they're his when he like fights Snoke and they have to team up together, but then they separate mm-hmm. again like that. So yeah, that's that's the one that I answered. But I mean, yeah. I could give so many. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. I mean, there's there's so many different great movies to be that I would love to share with other people. <laughs> yeah. I think like another one for me is I, the dark Knight trilogy that Christopher Nolan's like dark Batman movies. Like those mm-hmm. are, those are really meaningful to me. Um, and, 
Interstellar. Um, that's another one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Arrival. That's the one I'm. Yeah, that would be a really good one, definitely. Especially becoming a parent. Um, I saw the first time I saw it, it really affected me. But then I watched it again after I hadn't had my daughter wasn't born at that point when I first saw it. But then I watched it later after she was born, and it like it like man, it just like crushed me. I just like cried throughout like the whole thing almost. Like it was. Um, so yeah, those those are some like really meaningful ones for me that that I experienced with that, but. Um, also, as you were talking about Night's Tale, I was like, I need to watch that because it's been a long time. And so I was looking it up. It's streaming on Hulu, but I literally just canceled my Hulu like two days ago. Because <laughs> Disney, I had like the Disney Plus bundle with that and they're raising, oh, sure. their, they're rising, they're raising their prices. And I was like, yeah. I don't ever watch Hulu. And now, I, now I'm like, crap, well, now I got to figure out how to see if I can get it back it, for the day. <laughs> it'll cycle back onto one of the other streaming platforms, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. But well, anything else, Victor, you wanted to share before we finish up or Um Hmm No, nothing I can think of at the moment. Um just like you know, I'm <laughs> I grew up with movies and going to see movies often just to have the opportunity. And then there was a period of time where I didn't end up doing so and I realized that how much I missed that. You know, because during that point where it was like, you know, that was it's a form of escapism in some ways. At the yeah, same time, yeah. it gives me a chance to kind of take a breather from everything else that's going on in my life. And other times too, as we've been talking, that it helps to kind of reset, uh, yeah. reset me as well, where I give that, re, you know, focus and energized and, and be able to kind of reconnect with the direction that I want to and need to go for my own life where it's, it really helps. And it's amazing on how there are many people out there that just feel, you know, movies are entertainment. There's not much to them and yeah. they'll just kind of like throw them off or don't see a point. But uh, for me, they've always had a, a big impact and been really important in my life. So yeah. I, I love, I'm always interested to see what new movies are coming out. You know, what's the next yeah. ones. Awesome. Yeah. That's I'm same way. I mean, and, it's interesting when, uh, when, so when COVID first happened, I mentioned earlier, that's like when I first separated from my former spouse and like mm-hmm. that, it was, there was just like a lot going on with that. And I was in a, a state of shock almost for a couple of weeks. And I, my whole life, I'm always like, what's the next movie I'm going to watch? I'm always, I have like a list of movies I'm watching. I'm always watching something. I'm always, like, it's always just there. And, mm-hmm. and like, I didn't watch anything for like, it was like a couple of weeks. And I remember, like wanting to try to turn something on, but I just like couldn't. And it was, and then I remember I, I finally like decided I was going to, it was so random, but like I wanted to watch the Steven Spielberg's movie as the terminal. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Tom Hanks. Yes. About, he yeah. gets like stuck in an airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a rom-com comedy. Yeah. And it's like, it was so random because I saw it once in theaters and never saw it again. But I like, I was like, I want to watch that movie. And it like, I like rented it because like, it wasn't streaming anywhere. And I remember just like, it was like, this is just really nice. Like, cause mm-hmm. my life, my life just felt so heavy at the time. And it was like, this is really nice. And like, this guy's struggling through something and, but I can escape into his story for a little bit and forget mm-hmm. about my own. And yep. anyway, but yeah, it was nice to like, it was weird though to not have that. Cause that was like my thing for a while. And then it's just to let it, to have it not there. But yeah, it's, I think it's, yeah, some people like watch it in the entertainment and they, they watch the movie and they're done. They don't think about it again. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm very much like not every movie, but a lot of 
the, like the big movies I love, I will sit with them and think about them and dissect them. And so, but well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I, I it was yeah. really fun to, to talk movies with you and, and learn more about you and any, anything you want to plug, like anything you're, you're doing right now, like any other things you wanted to share with anyone out there? Um, well, I'm developing my own coaching practice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really, really related to the movies, no, but yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's definitely, I'm developing my own coaching practice. In fact, I've, I've established it. I'm making some changes with some things with it. Um, uh, but it's focused on, Really, the main focus is helping on helping women go from self judgment to self esteem and breaking down imposter thoughts and uh, a lot of that self criticism. So, um, if yeah, if anybody is ever looking to have coaching and they're looking to find ways to break that self judgment and criticism down, you know, look me up. Um, I have a website. Uh, it's at victormossmos.com. Um, so you can definitely check me there or even on Instagram at imposter.doctor. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put links to those in the show notes so people can check okay. it out. So yeah. And uh, I know you've written a lot of articles around imposter syndrome and things too, which yes. I've shared with my own um, mm. members and clients I work with too. Oh. So it's been very helpful, but uh, yeah, anybody needing that or even just looking for resources, I think, yeah, you'd be a great oh, yeah. person to go to. So definitely. I'll have those links in the show notes. So check those out. But um, thank you so much, Victor. It was great to have you and thanks for, for tuning in and I hope everyone has a great rest of the day. Who are you? A knight. My name is Ulrich. Ulrich? I hear that name being chanted from the stadium. What business have you here? I have word, Master Thatcher. Word of your son. Are you with you? Come in, sir. What word? Does he live? Aye, he lives. He is very well. He wanted you to know that he changed his styles after all. Has he followed his feet? Has he found his way home at last? Yes. Father. Oh, 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 my boy. Oh, my boy.